Welcome to California's Food Land. I'm Robert Thompson, and here's Roscoe Soul Train. Sup, bro? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. How was the commute this morning? Oh man, it was uh, it was brutal. <laughs> My wife yeah. says that all the time. She says, "Hey, hun, you got to be careful out there. There are plenty of tigers on the road. Did you hear about that in Florida? There was a tiger that attacked a uh, Nissan. It ripped off the car door, and it started." having sex with the folks inside oh, wow that's crazy <laughs> I, I you know funny enough i actually saw an, a, an animal that was on the loose on the 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 highway five the other day wow yeah i saw a c- giant cow oh you don't say five yeah oh my gosh yeah, it was scary as shit i will say you know, <laughs> say that Man, well, uh, it's great to be here. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Because we're not really talking about cows per se, but a couple of the ingredients that we use or they use in the uh, the uh, process of making these, what the podcast is based around is... Uh is a <laughs> you know my husband says that when you <laughs> when it's raining outside it's you gotta watch dumping. out man uh, it's been Cows. raining in California I thought it would be fun to try a morning show morning are, zoo are you show trying, like weird new bits like I was like what the fuck is going on here Jesus Christ we are talking about Mrs Fields cookies Mrs today, Fields Robert. cookies yeah wow I, I was a strange cookie to start the show yeah, off yeah. with the little improv but uh, yeah well it's Mrs fun. Fields cookies started off very little. Yeah. When she started baking. Yeah. But we're not talking about that just yet because we got to get to uh, my favorite segment. Your favorite segment, a fast food minute. Enjoy. Enjoy. This is Fast Food Minute with Zach Hillman. Why settle for wedding bells when you can have taco bells? The Mexican-styled fast food chain's flagship Las Vegas location now allows you to add a side of matrimony to your order. Just bring a marriage license, preferably one with no hot sauce stains, and place your order right at the counter. Then you'll head up to the second floor where you'll be married by an ordained officiant, which they refer to as an officiorito supreme. You'll also have access to a private reception area where you and 15 of your closest friends and family can fart yourselves to the points of asphyxiation. Factor in a taco 12 pack and some Cinnabon delights and you'll agree that the $7 worth of food totally justifies the $600 price tag. But that's not all! You'll also get a sauce packet garter and bow tie, Taco Bell branded champagne flutes and just married shirts for the bride and groom. You can also purchase a bouquet of hot sauce packets just in case you want your wedding to be really classy. If it's anything like your other drunken late night T-Bell orders, there's no way that this will come back to haunt you in the morning. But if it does, you can always head for the border. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that was pretty good. Yeah, tickled my yeah. fancy. You're tickled your pickles. <laughs> tickled your your uh, cookie dough. It did. Yeah. Dude. Boop, 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 yeah. Boop. Oh God, I love Mrs. Fields, dude. Ew. I love soft and I. Stumped I did soft and chewy. All these other gross words that people just love hearing come out of our mouths. Yeah, well, what, a lot of people that write like food reviews always use those, and it sounds like very pornographic. It sounds you know? gross. Yeah. My my buddy George, he always has a hard time with uh, with those kind of words. Description. Yeah, especially like, like yeah, food descriptions, especially people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about describing food. What are some words that won't be good to describe food? Um, oozing leathery leathery <laughs> you know <laughs> ah, leathery oh like yeah. you're eating nick nolte's forehead or Ooh, something that actually, nick nolte-esque would actually be a good one you know yeah it's yeah like, beef jerky maybe describe you know what i mean uh, maybe even then like you don't want leathery beef jerky the iggy pop want, uh, oh jesus christ <laughs> yeah 
you know, it kind of has like a smell of like a Iggy Pop, you know, after a <laughs> long night of heroin and uh, booze and uh, and uh, a couple of shows, a couple of late night shows. Man, well, speaking of Iggy Pop and his lust for life, Mrs. Fields Cookie, Mrs. Fields Cookie is a lust for life because they are divine. Um, yeah, man, wild story too. Funny how like we're going back to back mall businesses. Yeah, yeah, they started in, starting in malls. malls. Yeah, yeah. And, well, actually, Mrs. Fields didn't necessarily start. She didn't start in a mall, but kind of found her foothold in the malls so yeah and in fact fields yeah yeah. and in fact weirdly enough we the last episode if you didn't catch it was about panda express which we are huge fans of now Uh, oh yeah and but weirdly enough the panda express and the mrs fields were directly across from each other at the santa rosa mall when i was growing up yeah yeah Yeah, they both had the corner spots so it just goes to show how much everyone loves both Mrs. Fields and Panda. Well, in mall food courts, I feel like Panda Express is a given. It's yeah. All, yeah. yeah. I'd always think of like back in the day, it was like well, Orange was. Julius, Sabaros. Right. Um, uh, I mean, depending on where you're in the country, Chick-fil-A. Uh, not for me, really. Not here. Maybe yeah, in the Hot 90s. dog on a stick. Hot dog on a stick was yeah. one. Panda Express was one. Yeah. Uh, but so was uh, Mrs. Fields. Yeah. Mrs. Orange, Fields. Yeah. Orange Julius. Julius was always the one that I would. That I, I I probably wouldn't even eat mall food, but Orange Julius was always a place that I would go to. Yeah. And then Orange Julius, they merged with Dairy Queen. And then they, the, a lot of those locations in California were Orange Julius Dairy Queens. Which was great because there's no fucking standalone Dairy Queens around on the in California, really. There's a couple around I, here. In but. my hometown, there was one forever. Yeah, forever. it's gone and now. The, yeah, and the the, guy, the manager there was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I had a friend that worked there that uh, was on drugs at the time. And uh, yeah, they, they hit it off really well. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. this this... Yeah, this dude. Um, he he was great. He was a real wild Indian guy. Ah, yeah. And he, he I remember one time I went in there and he, uh, I went to say hi to my friend. He's like, "Oh, you know this guy? Yeah, he sucks." <laughs> like, like straight face. I love this. Yeah, he was great. Love those managers. Yeah, he hired all these uh, hot young ladies too, and uh, is in prison. Well, so sometimes that happens. Yeah, you know it's funny how like hot you, legal women you, too. You, you'll see like certain Hopefully. places will just have like you're like you look around at the the wait staff and you're like, oh this this hiring manager has a type. You could yeah, it's kind of gross sometimes. Baskin Robbins too. What what's with the ice cream spots? They're like not the Baskin Robbins that I go up to up north. No, they're pretty like. You know, it's like a pretty random array of people. Yeah, it looked like uh, uh, they'd make like Me Too Sundays. You know what there, I mean? Well, like, there's yeah. a, there is a place up north that I used to go to breakfast called Don Taylor's Omelet Express. I'll fucking spell it right out. Don Taylor's <laughs> Omelet Express. You heard and, it first. And dude, fucking yeah. Don Taylor, the guy, he, he like ran for city council and successfully a few times. And I mean, when, you're, when your restaurant is called Don Taylor, like it's... It's so fucking self-serving, but, and Don Taylor was the guy that would, the, the wait list in the morning, cause they were busy. Um, he would be the guy that would control the wait list in the morning, but you could tell that Don Taylor had a fucking type, you know, allegedly you could like, you could see Did he have like, shoulder pads. Don Taylor. Yeah. No, he was a big dude though. He was oh, probably yeah. your height, you know, oh, wow. as you had a real like presence about him. Yeah. But, yeah. Don Taylor's almond express. Like. Yeah, that guy's wait staff, you could tell like he was he definitely Well, this kind of like creepy guy thing, it kind of also it also kind of plays a thing in how cool of a success story a female 
you know, oh, uh, story oh, like uh, Debbie Debbie, Debbie Fields, Fields, dude, was a was an rock absolute go getter. Um, yes, fuck let's yeah. Just, let's just break into the history right now, man. She was born in 1956. She was the youngest of five si- siblings. Her maiden name, Debbie Sivier, I think I'm pronouncing that right, was just 13 years old when she started baking cookies. Uh, she was also after that she was the ball girl for the Oakland A's in her youth. Uh, that was something that the owner Charles O. Finley introduced in 1968. So, if you guys don't know about the Oakland A's owner Charles O. Finley, he was a fucking he was a weirdo. Like he wasn't a weirdo, but he just was an odd character who loved. He was like doing, William Castle, right? Where he pulled stunts, kind of. Right. Like, kinds of different stuff. promotions, wild yeah, promotions. Just like he'd have these like wild ideas. That he'd be like, no, we're going to do this. He also owned the uh, the California Golden Seals, the hockey team, or the Oakland Seals. And he wanted the uniforms for the A's and the Golden Seals to match. But the problem was is that, especially during that time period, hockey skates were basically all black. He didn't like that. So he wanted the hockey skates to be white to match the shoes of the Oakland A's players. So he would have the hockey skates painted white. Wow. And apparently that towards the end of the season, these hockey skates would weigh a thousand pounds because they're just, be, you know, it's like you're getting fucking a black puck just slamming into your shit. Yeah. All stick tape and all that stuff. So yeah, he had all kinds of interesting ideas and the ball girl was one of the things that he introduced. And to this day that still exists with, I would assume all, um, all teams, they, they have a ball person. Yeah. And so, so Debbie, she did that. So yeah, she was the ball girl. Uh, and, she would take the money that she was making as a ball girl to buy the ingredients for her cookies. And she would insist that all the umpires take milk and cookie breaks. Oh, really? So she was doing this shit when she was like basically in high school. And Debbie was also a very pretty young lady. So the umpires would, would totally be all, they were all about it. Uh, In 1976, two years after graduating from high school and fresh out of dropping out of community college, she married a guy named Randall Fields, Mm -hmm. where the name comes from. Uh, Randall owned a financial and economic consulting firm called Field Investment Groups. Um, You know, Debbie- Numbers guy. Yeah, he was, yeah. So Debbie really wanted to open up a cookie business at 20. She was dead set on it. Um, Randall and everybody at the firm told her a cookie business was not going to be successful at all. I I heard she was kind of demeaned one time by one of his friends. Because she brought up the prospect of that, that and then, and then he, uh, yeah, this guy, this like man, was like trying to, oh yeah, he like got a dictionary out and he was like trying to be like condescending, and that probably, you know, that kind of stuff fuels people. Well, it wasn't just that <laughs> dude, and it wasn't just like the people at the firm and her husband. It was just society at her, the time. Right? Her mother-in-law told her that it wasn't gonna wasn't gonna work. Um, her her mom even said to not do it. Um, she turned to her friends, her friends told her it was a bad idea. She didn't get any support from anybody. Um, Randy knew that Debbie was hell bent on opening up this business. So he was able to secure a $50,000 loan to fund the business. Um, in 1977, she opened up her first location in Palo Alto directly across the street from Stanford. Smart move. And we talked about this earlier about a lot of the restaurants that we our first encounter with was it was next to a college like Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Panda Express was one that, that opened up one next to UCLA. So there, there's a lot of places that get their start out. You know, the first time I ever had a pita pit, which is a small chain. Oh yeah. Um, pita pit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that, was, was next to a college. Um, my first time having Chipotle was in Davis, 
next to um, UC Davis. Oh yeah. So, See, yeah, it's so smart. It's, yeah. it's it's great idea. Yeah. So, I, apparently, when it when she opened up the location, no one came through the doors. I mean, this is a thing. Like now, there's like trends and desserts, and places will open up, like like a cupcake shop will open up or a cookie shop. So, this is in like the the late seventies when that really wasn't a thing. Like that wasn't would, a thing to yeah, have fresh cookies like that. One specific thing. And that, yeah, a, spe- you know? a specialty yeah, thing. Bake shops were just, they'd sell everything. They'd sell cookies. They'd sell cakes. Well, I heard a lot of trees, a lot of common, like to go buy cookies. It was always just pre-made shit. Yeah. Right? Like, you'd go to the store and get cookies, mother's cookies or whatever. Yeah, But it was all pre-made. And well, so yeah, it was a big deal. Would be at, one thing that a bakery would a bakery carry would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just only cookies. Yeah. So it like it's it's kind of a foreign concept at the time. Um but not a chain on cookies. That's kind of insane. Yeah. Well yes. Yeah. So even just a standalone cookie one shop is yeah. kind of was a weird idea. So nobody came through the doors, but Debbie had a solution and it was to hand cookies to all the students that were walking by. Uh it didn't take long for the tides to turn and she was able to make that that location across from Stanford a huge success with lines out the door every single day. I heard that her and her husband made a bet. Like he made a bet that she wasn't gonna do like do well. Uh, yeah, the first day or Dude. something, and she oh, she bet. lost. She lost it, and she was like, "Oh fuck, am I gonna be fucked?" But then quickly, yeah. when she started doing applying those tactics of like mm-hmm. samples, and when you listen to Debbie talk. Even now, because um, she's still around, yeah, she is one hundred percent a go getter. Yeah, you know, you can tell that she is, you know, driven to work hard and to succeed and, and to put herself out there and and push what she wants to push. There's certain people that just have that knack to them and that can get you to do things like buy things or or whatever. Like, Persuasive, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like not taking no for an answer. And it's so good though. It's not like she's selling you crap cookies. <laughs> like they're so good. Yeah, they're good. They're good. I mean, Mrs. Yeah. Fields was great, and they were cakes. Yeah, those things were freaking awesome. Yeah, did she invent that? I, I have no idea. I, I I couldn't quite. It's funny when you go into the hist- like the minutia of of um, Mrs. Fields cookies, you can't really find much. Whereas with Panda, it's pretty like it's laid out pretty, you know, pretty good. Where they talk about you know the dude who invented the orange chicken recipe, you know, and they talk about like where things like went and how they strategically opened up places and got out of malls and all that stuff with Mrs. Fields cookies. It's not like that at all. She really, she was very specific when it came to expanding. She was hesitant to expand at first just because she wanted to make sure the quality was, was up because she knew that all it would take was one bad day and her reputation was ruined. So, I heard people sold fake recipes. I'm sure they did. I'm yeah. sure they did. Um, yeah. She, during the first five years, she was able to expand to 65 stores, and she was making 20 million in profits. Um, yeah, she, but she was very meticulous, man. She wanted to, you know, she had big, big dreams, big goals, and she knew that each shop had to be, you know, up and running. Remo. Everything yeah. had to be like legit. Um, in 1990, she began franchising. Uh, at its peak, there was over 650 retail bakeries in the United States and almost 100 more throughout 11 different countries. Um, that has since gone down 
dramatically. I mean, like we've talked about dying, like, you know, you could still find, and I'm sure you still can, Mrs. Fields cookies in a lot of different malls, but they were in malls all the way to the end. And I think a lot of their, them, you know, kind of falling off was she, she sold the company. Um, and she's just, now she's the the face of the company. She's still Mrs. Fields and she's involved in that in the, as a spokesperson, but she sold the company to like a big conglomerate. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's like they don't see the writing on the walls and they're just trying to like appease their investors or whatever. And it's just doesn't, you know, Mrs. Fields is just tanked, you know, there's, you can still see like when you're going by, a, you know, food courts that have all these slots, you can still see where the Mrs. Fields cookie stands were, you know, yeah. they have a specific look to them, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 Distinctive. Yeah. yeah. So I know, and I know she was instrumental on, on creating all of that. When, do you know when it was sold? It was sold, I believe in, it was shortly after uh, 1990, after she began franchising, it was, it was sold shortly after that. Oh, dang. So it makes you wonder too, like. I, I wonder if she built the company up to sell it. Cause a lot of times what companies will do is they'll, they'll, and this is like a lot of businesses in general, they'll get to, they'll kind of over inflate what their, their numbers and they'll over inflate the, you know, the amount of locations and, and to sell, to eventually like sell off to somebody, you know, or hopefully get merged into something else. And to me, when you look at, you know, Five years, she she had sixty five stores. She was making twenty million in profits, and then you know shortly after, you know not too much longer after that, six hundred fifty retail bakeries. I mean that's a huge. But when you're making twenty million in profits, especially in the eighties, that's a big fucking chunk of change that you can you know reinvest in your business to try to sell for fucking. I mean I don't even know what she sold the place the, the whole thing for, but it had to be a pretty penny. Dude, quick question. Have you ever been to a Mrs. Fields standalone? No. I have. Where where in Chino Hills? There was one, it was a Mrs. Fields you could just go to. So But it was Mrs. Fields TCBY. Oh, gotcha. So but you it was Mrs. Fields outside of a mall. Did she does she live in Chino? I don't know. Does she live down? I don't I'm gonna look that in. I I I wonder in Mikasa. I think maybe let's see. Debbie Fields is her name, right? Yeah. I feel like she probably lives dress, in huh? Malibu or something. I mean, you never know. Yeah, Snoop Dogg lives in uh, the hills of Chino. Does he? Diamond Bar, but close yeah. enough. Uh, you know, I don't know. Let's see. The oh, she, she lives in Tennessee, actually. Oh, yeah. She same moved thing. to Nashville in 2014. So she's originally from Oakland, but... Yeah, she's in the Bay. Yeah. 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 Dude, so that Palo Alto is the first one. Have you been there? No, I haven't. I I had no idea. I wonder if it's still open. Good question. We should look that up. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah. Uh, while I do that, I'm gonna. Is that the first? That's the first store. Yeah. Right. Let's see, Mrs. Fields Palo Alto. Let's see. These are historical sites, guys, that you can visit if you're in the Bay Area. We'll see if it exists. If I doubt it exists. It. Let's see. Okay. So it looks like. No, dude. It's not there. Mm-mm. Fudge brownies. I don't see it at all. Fudge sickles. Yeah, no. Fudge shit in my fucking pants, motherfuckers. Is Miss Fields Mormon? That's what it asks. That's weird. Is it conspiracy Mormon conspiracy <laughs> theory? <laughs> no. Does she believe in Great. Joseph Smith? She and her cookies have made millions while at the same time making the 
majority of Mormon Utah housewives overweight. Mrs. Fields herself has a trim, beautiful figure. This is because she has discovered a secret antidote that gives her the ability to resist her own cookies. This is like the Utah Hall of Fame. What the fuck? Wait, did you find some fan fiction on Mrs. Fields? Mrs. Fields will not reveal this chant (laughs) for that, for it could cause the decline for her profit margins. Debbie Fields has no direct Utah connections that we could find, yet she is listed on Utah's most famous women so maybe we're missing something what the fuck is this what you is this utah's women list utah utah hall of fame this is a a, a utahstories.com uh this is published november 11th 2008 okay they talk about uh women gaining weight this is very strange i have no idea what that's about i know we're not familiar with the biggest uh women's list of utah publication but it Uh. looks like it looks like that location is n- no longer. No, man, I, I don't see it. Palo Alto, it's not on there anymore. Uh-uh, I don't think so, man. That's crazy. Yeah, the Panda is still there. To call back to last uh, week, yeah, Panda. The Panda Inn is still the OG the one location. is still the Glendale location. The the second location of the Panda Inn, uh-huh. which is the precursor to Panda Express. That location is not is is closed. Um, but the original Panda Inn is still in Pasadena, and Dude. there's a couple more. I always yeah. wondered about like the Panda Inn because when you're driving, because you know, being in Southern California, when you're driving around, every once in a while you will see the, the Panda, Panda Inn. Inn, and you're like, the, it, "What is?" I, I always wondered. I was like, "I've never been. I've no. have you? We, no, we should go. We should go, dude. I know where it is." We should do a video there too. I've ne- no one talks about Panda Inn. No, that's a thing. It's a thing. That's weird. L.A. in a minute does a really good job with all this stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you heard LA- Have you heard of that guy? No, no. He runs a pretty good Instagram account, TikTok account. I think he, he like really blew up in, on TikTok. Oh. But L.A. in a minute is essentially like a little chunklet of a podcast. Like it's basically like his dude. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I highly recommend L.A. in a minute to anybody that's listening to this podcast. If you're curious about anything that's like Southern California related, that's like especially with food stuff, he is on it, man. He's the best. And I, I use I will use L.A. in a minute for researching a lot of these podcasts too. Oh, cool. You know, he's got great, great. He's got great knowledge. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, L.A. in a minute. Wow. Uh, there's some fun facts about. Um, Mrs. Fields. Mrs. Fields. So uh, Debbie worked at the Dolphin Show at SeaWorld. Ooh. Yeah. She also was the homecoming queen. Uh, there was over there was over 700. So Don Taylor would try yeah. to. Yeah, he probably would. Try to uh, employ. Um, there was 700 outlets in the United States. And in less than 15 years, she opened up 400 stores. Wait. So, uh, wait. So where is it at now? You said 400 stores? No, now I think there's like 200 locations left. Wow. There's not that many. Dang, dude. I want to get Mrs. Fields before they're gone. Mrs. Fields seemed to be everywhere for a minute They were, dude. I mean, there was a a store that I could go to in my hometown that wasn't in a mall. Yeah. I wonder how many of there is of that. That's very strange. This is the kind of stuff that unless you find the like old web 1.0 like blogs and yeah, stuff yeah. 50 unless you, like come across because like, i'll just go through pages and pages and pages on google of like just trying to find different information 
Um, and sometimes it just isn't fucking there. And in fact, the next episode that's going to air in two weeks from now, that episode, I had a really hard time finding the locations and it took me forever to find the third fucking location. And I thought, why isn't there any photos, photos of this? There's nothing about this location. And it, and it kind of, I had to do, I had to like do a deep dive to see if that even location even existed. Cause I knew that the, the part, the, the the wife of this place yet to be named i i i knew she was from there so i'm like is is she just from there and i'm just the the name the downy location is popping up no there was a location in downy but it took me a long time it's really strange you have to dig sometimes with those weird ones but it's Mrs. That, it's it is not the next that shouldn't it's be. not even that weird i mean it is weird but it's not weird in that respect no. it should be well more like documented <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah yeah that's strange yeah so. it's yeah it's fascinating um yeah mrs fields you know i was thinking about it. is there any other big cookie chain like famous amos but that's not really a sta- that's not really a shop no you know <laughs> you like famous amos you do don't you like the name i do the amos. Ain't, yeah famous famous amos, famous amos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you do yeah i like their chocolate shit cookies yeah, <laughs> you got little tidbits in there oh man imagine if they had shit and cookies don't you they do. have shit and coffee that we talked about that in the coffee bean episode yeah, we did, but the little this actually coffee that I'm drinking right now is is pretty good. Is that goat shit mountain? No, it's actually Kona, it's Kona. It's 100 Kona blend. Mm. Hmm. Which, if you know anything about Kona, it's expensive. It's really expensive, and it's only grown certain times of the year, so that's why the price is so high. Debbie Fields could probably afford that for sure. Debbie Fields can afford a lot. Yeah, yeah. But she's she she out there fucking grinding. Good on Debbie Fields. Yeah. yeah, man. She didn't take no for an answer. Didn't take yeah. no from anybody and fucking powered right through. Yeah, I heard that they were also big in the internet stuff in the 80s. Oh, interesting. Uh, Mrs. Fields was to do the inventory thing as well. Yeah. So that's cool. And it may, I don't know if that's a weird correlation maybe, with the mall thing. Maybe they or maybe they got word of Panda Express dude, or something. You know what? It Who wouldn't knows? surprise me at all. And it wouldn't surprise me if they knew each other. Yeah, probably, dude. California. If, if, well, and if she was opening up places and they were opening up places. They had to. There had yeah. to be some kind they're of like. They're still around, right? They're still they're yeah. all around. And they're roughly the same age, too. Bless you. Bless you. Like, is that about, wow, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh. You all right? You look good. You're okay. All right, cool. It's COVID. Is it? Is it COVID? Yeah, it was. Damn. Yeah. I'm starting to feel better finally. Good, dude. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, man. COVID we sucks. all you need is a Mrs. Fields cookie, I and wish. you'll feel set. We used to go and have movie nights at my friend Camel's, who's now a filmmaker, and we'd he would get in Chino Hills at the Mrs. Fields. He would get um, the little cookies. The co- what are they called? Cookieettes. Is that what they're called? called? Little Little Debbie's? Is it Little? No. 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 That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. I know the story of that, too. Little Debbie's? That was the owner's daughter. Oh. That picture? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, That was also groundbreaking in some way, too. But all this stuff is kind of amazing when you think about it. Just the chain of a cookie cookie shop. Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that. the mall chains, like- do you remember Sweet Factory? Oh yeah, dude, Sweet Factory was the shit as a kid. It, I, I never thought it was the shit. Actually, it was overpriced and yeah, whatever. Man, it was, it was yeah, it was. Brutal. People were like, oh, I'm gonna get some yeah. of this. Get some. Of this. It was always like, 
It's oh man. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, I dude. It wanted, yeah, it was a place that you wanted to like, but it was expensive. It was expensive, I, and I'll never forget. <laughs> like the pro, the problem with Sweet Factory was is that it was the price, and so you get all pumped up, and you'd have your bag, and you'd yeah, be yeah, fucking yeah. filling it full of bullshit, yeah. and you go up to the counter, and you're like ten, and they're like, "That's gonna be seventeen dollars," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, that's like." I don't have seventeen dollars. No. You know, I have yeah. four dollars. Not a millionaire. Okay, so your eyes are so much bigger than your wallet, mm-hmm. and then you go up there and you're fucked. And like you make that, you make that, you do that one time in your life, and then you never go back to Sweet Factory. Yeah, you just want gummy sharks, dude. That, and what is that place called? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what's it's called? Like sh- it's sugar or sugar ro- sugar? Oh, sugar sugar. Is that what it's called? There's also like Rocky Mountain Fudge. No, whatever. no that's like that's its own little fucking. But what was the like, other one before Rocky Mountain? Whatever. Fudge. There's another big chocolate store one. I can't thieves. I mean, seeds. That should be a seeds from California. I think they are okay. Well, yeah, folks, a, uh, yeah, you may see uh, yeah. something soon. <laughs> Mary, was her name Mary? Mary C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Um, she actually knew uh, Mrs. Fields probably. Oh, too. Did she? Yeah, yeah. Back in the twenties. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I can't imagine Mrs. or C's being started like in the eighties. You know, like that shit's got to be like I think it probably predates like. The Civil War or something? It, pretty, it sure does. I, I have no idea. I, <laughs> we'll I, find I, out. I couldn't tell you. Where Stay are they tuned. Oh, dude, we got to go, man. We got to do We got to do a C's episode. Where, where are they shit. from? Fucking San Francisco, brother. All right, dude. Yeah, man. You guys got a San Francisco yeah, treat dude. coming up. Fuck yeah. Man, San Francisco and their, their fucking sweets. What's the deal? Oh, no. You know what? No, I take that back. <clears throat> they, dude, they're from LA. 1921, oh, wow. dude. Over 100 years old. I knew it. Bro, now they're headquartered in South San Francisco, near the airport. Oh, but where were they? They were in L.A. Yeah, they were in L.A., yeah. It just looks Art Deco-y, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so it's 1920s. The best. They're still good. Yeah, fuck. All right, well, we're going to get into that. Yeah. You guys have something to look forward to. That's awesome. Sweet man. tooth. Yeah, you never. You, you always you always learn something on, on California's yeah, food, food land. land. With, and with Robert Ross. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're glad to have had you. I hope, you know, you enjoyed our sweet story of the awesome, uh, Deb, inspirational yeah. Debbie Fields. And, and normally, like I, I've said in the last two episodes that we normally will will save a spot at the end to read deranged yeah. yelp yeah. reviews which um, is fun but like it's it's hard to i mean how are you gonna fucking talk shit about mrs field's cookies we've got too much respect for the cookie cake and Dude, the, like she's she's a fucking she's an icon yeah you know debbie field debbie fields is an icon and she's a fucking go-getter and yeah and we appreciate the hustle and the and the uh the attention to detail to the point where she was able to sell that freaking franchise for a chunk or that that name for a chunk of change yeah and i'm sure that guy that pulled out the dictionary uh you know hasn't made nearly as much as she did in her lifetime yeah and that guy grew up to be don taylor's omelet factory oh my god dude (laughs) omelet express i think that place is still around i don't think it's called don taylor's anymore i think it's just called omelet express oh okay but yeah dude vomlet express no vomlet oh my god (laughs) there's actually some really good in that little area where don taylor's is is like a really cool little area of like some of my favorite restaurants. Oh, really? Yeah, there's this really cool hair shop over there. It's like it's half like hair salon, half barbershop. 
and it's both are like decorated differently, but they're done really well. Super, super great area. That's cool. Yeah, and Don yeah. Taylor's is smack dab right in the middle of it all. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try I it. Billy Corgan over there once. Really? Yeah, I did, man. He was. There's this coffee shop that's been around in Santa Rosa forever called uh, uh, Aroma Roasters, and they're awesome. I love Aroma Roasters, and me and George, who I've mentioned on the podcast yeah. like 800 times, yeah. Um, me and George were hanging out with a couple other buddies, and George goes, "Oh, it's Billy Corgan," and he was joking, and I'm like, he, I'm like. Really? He's like, nah, nah, nah. And then we see like this really like tall. Yeah, he's tall. He's tall, yeah. But we see this really yeah. tall, like very like like very pretty goth chick walk in too. And then somebody else. And then they all come out. And I'm like, no, that's Billy Corgan. And George is like, no, that's not Billy Corgan. I'm like, that's fucking Billy Corgan. He's wearing a Billy Corgan hat. He's That's fucking Billy Corgan. And he was looking at some like old car. And Billy Corgan is known to like kind of travel throughout the country and like do like just check things out. And he's very curious about weird historical yeah, shit. Yeah. That area is pretty historical too. So oh. it makes sense. And then shortly after that, they played at the Phoenix Theater in my hometown, um, which you would never think the Smashing Pumpkins would ever play like such a small club. But yeah, man, that's I think cool. That's when they kind of maybe were there to scout the place or something. I have no yeah. idea. Yeah. Very interesting to see Billy Corgan on that little area where Don Taylor's is. Man, we there's never, no Mrs. Fields there though. That's for sure. Oh man, well, there's Mrs. Fields in our hearts, and uh, there is. and in on that note, in, in Guy, Guy We Trust. trust.